Hey friends, what up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daflam and Ches, Daf 38 of Mesechta Yevamis. My brother just walked through the door. He was away. He was camping. So we might, uh, maybe we'll come and pay, a, pay us a visit or something. We'll have to see. But uh, in the meantime, he hasn't uh, paid us a visit. And we're going to study Daflam and Ches, Daf 38 of Mesechta Yevamis. Uh, well, Daf 38, we continue at the beginning. Uh, talking about um, this kid who doesn't know who his father is, right? Is it Reuven? Is it Shimon? And inheritance and things like that. And then we get to a new Mishnah. And the new Mishnah, it talks about um, what happens when um, um, if Sarah is Shomeris uh, Yavim, she needs to do Yibim with Shimon, but they haven't done Yibim yet. And then... Um, she gets an inheritance, and then you know how does that fit into things? So very exciting sugis here, and Let's jump in here uh, about six lines into the daf. So it says Sofik v'yovam shabolachol b'nichsei sovo. Friends, what does that mean? It means that well, so you have this kid, right? Right? Because what happened, Ruvain. Uh, was married to Sarah, and then Ruvain dies, right? And then Shimon, uh, so so he then does Yibum with Sarah, but it turns out that Sarah is pregnant, and we don't know uh, who, who the baby belongs to. Is it Shimon's baby or is it Ruvain's baby? And therefore, then the question arises that what happens if um, Yaakov dies, right? Meaning, who is Yaakov? Yaakov, of course, is the father of Ruvain and Shimon. So what happens when Yaakov dies and now it comes to divide up his estate? So if uh, this child is Ruvain's child, so then um, this child will inherit his father, Ruvain, and then there's Shimon. So they split up Yaakov's inheritance 50-50. But if this child is Shimon's child, well then Ruvain's dead, doesn't have any children, so Shimon gets everything. So... It says the Gemara Sophic Viovam, so this child, we're not sure who the father is, Viovam and Shimon, Shimo Lachluk Binikse Sovo, then now they're coming to divide up the inheritance of Yaakov, the um, the grandfather. Sophic Omar Hagava by Misnu, Ufalga Didiu. So this child says, Well, I'm Ruvain's son, and therefore my father is entitled to half of my grandfather's inheritance, so I get half. Yovam Amar, whereas, of course, Shimon argues, Ad didiat. What do you mean, kid? What do you mean, son? You're my child. Vileslach vileimidi. And therefore, you get nothing. Because, uh, because um, if you're my child, so then, you know, my father only had two kids, me and Ruven. Ruven's dead. He has no children because you're my kid. I get everything. Have a Yovam Vade Vesofik Sofik. Vain Sofik Motsumide Vade says the Gemara, well, the uh, Shimon, Definitely, you know, is an inheritor, right? Shimon is certainly entitled to some inheritance, as uh, he's definitely the child of Yaakov. Uh, whereas this this child, we don't know who the father is, and therefore he's a suffolk, right? If if he's Ruvain's child, so he gets half. If he's Shimon's child, he gets nothing. At least not until Shimon dies. So he's a suffolk, and we say in suffolk motzim that a um, uncertain situation is not able to. Um, sort of override a certain situation, and therefore this child is unable to uh, collect 
part of the inheritance. Now says the Gemara, Sofik uvne yovim shabolachlok benichse sovo. Okay, so now what happens if you have Shimon's kids? So Shimon has two kids, and then there's this child who's not sure if he's a third brother of Shimon's kids or if he's Ruvain's child and Ruvain's not alive. And now they're coming to divide up Yaakov's inheritance. Okay, I don't know, maybe both Ruvain and Shimon died, and, and then Yaakov died, and now they, they want to divide up the inheritance. So, Sophic of Neyovim. So Shimon's two kids, as well as this child who doesn't know who his father is, Shabolachov Binich Seisov, and they want to divide up Yaakov, the grandfather's inheritance. So Sophic Amrahu Gavah Bamisnu Ufalga Didiu. So of course this child says, "Look, my father is not your father. My father is Reuven, and therefore Yaakov, our grandfather Yaakov had two kids, Reuven and Shimon. I, representing Reuven, get fifty percent, and you two fellows." representing Shimon, get the other 50%. So I get the entire 50% to myself, and you guys split the 50% amongst yourselves. So Vneyovam, <laughs> excuse me, Vneyovam Amri, whereas of course, Shimon's kids say, what are you talking about? Achunat, you're our brother. Umanosa Islach Ba'adon, and come, we'll divide up the, um, and we'll divide up the inheritance with you. But by doing that, so if they say that Ruven doesn't have any kids, and that this child is their brother, right? Is is a child of of Shimon, their brother. Um, well, in that case, then they would be dividing uh, Yaakov's inheritance three ways, and each one gets a third, right? As opposed to the way that the child, the other child, wants to argue, which is that he's Ruvain's child, in which case he gets half, and the other two get twenty five percent each. They want to argue that no, we're all children of Shimon, and therefore we each get one third. So Palga diga modi lehu shakli. So what they do is, so you you um, you divide up the um, inheritance into six parts, and the right says palga diga modi lehu. So the fifty percent that this child um, admitted belongs to Shimon's kids. So shakli. So they get it right. Meaning this child admitted that he's the son of Reuven. And that the other two, as the sons of Shimon, get the other fifty percent. So they so they could take fifty percent at least. Okay. Tilsa the Kamodu lay shakal. And they, the two kids, said to this uh, third kid, like, You're our brother, and therefore there are three of us, and therefore we're gonna divide our grandfather's estate into three. We each get a third. So they basically admitted to this kid that he's entitled to a third. Okay. So remember, if we divided this into six parts, so this child had admitted to the other two that they're entitled to 50%, so they get three parts. They admitted to this other child that as one, their brother, he's entitled to one-third, so two parts. So, so right, so the, these two brothers get three parts, and this other kid gets two parts, which means that three and two is five, and out of six, that means that there's one part left. Pashlu Danka, so there's one sixth left. Having woman muto besafik, at which point it's uh, money that is disputed, vicholken, uh, and they just divide it evenly. So basically, what ends up happening is that the two brothers get three and a half parts, and the other brother gets two and a half parts to himself. Okay, well, what am I going to tell you? Sova v'yovum. If you have the grandfather plus Shimon, benichse sofik. So what if you have, uh, right? So I guess this child dies. 
So now <coughs> Shimon and uh, his grandfather, right, this child's great, right, Shimon and basically his father, Yaakov, um, were trying to figure out how to divide up the inheritance of this child, right? Because if he's Reuven's child, so then Yaakov inherits him. If he's Shimon's child, then Shimon inherits him. Oh, Sava Vesavik Yavam, or if Shimon dies, and now, right, and, and Shimon doesn't have any other children, and now it depends. If, if this child is the son of Shimon, so then the child gets it. If this child was the son of Reuben, so then Yaakov gets uh, Shimon's possessions. So here also it's, it's simply disputed money. They don't know uh, who gets it, and therefore they simply divide it in half. Friends, moving on to a new mission over here. Andav, Lamarches, Muralif says the Mishnah Shomer is Yovim. Shenoflu la nichosim. Okay, okay. Now there's going to be a number of ways to understand this Mishnah. So I guess we'll maybe uh, understand it in the meantime as generically as possible. So we're talking about a situation, friends, where uh, Ruvain is married to Sari and then um, he dies. Okay, fine. And then, so now there's the brother Shimon. Now Shimon and Sari, of course, need to do Yibum, but they haven't yet done Yibum. Okay. So now, Shomer is Yavim. So, Sarah is kind of waiting to do Yibum. Uh, and she gets uh, an inheritance. Alright. So, Modem Be'i Shamei Uve'i Silel Shemucheres V'nosenes V'kai So, both Be'i Shamei and Be'i Silel agree that she could do whatever she wants with the inheritance that she just inherited. She could sell it. She can gift it. She could do whatever she wants with it. Mesa. However, if she dies, right? So now what happens? She was a Shomer Yavim, and then she has this inheritance, and then she dies. So Ma Yeosa Bichsubaso. I'm sorry. So 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 I'm sorry. Mesa, if she dies, Ma Yeosa Bichsubaso. So what do we do with her Ksuba, right? Meaning um, there was Ksuba um, money from Ruvain, right? When Ruvain died, she collected Ksuba money. Now she was a Shomeris Yovam. She needed to do Yibum with Shimon, but she didn't. And so there's this money that she got from Riksuba. Who does it go to? Right? She now dies. Does it go to her father? Does, right? Does it go to sort of her inheritors? Does it go to Shimon? After all, right? There was like a Zika between her and Shimon. Maybe someone should go to Shimon. So, or what do you do with the Whoa. What's going on out there? Sounds like uh, dogs are getting excited. So, and what do you do with the, with the Nixay Malug? Friends, who can tell me what Nixay Malug are? Nixay Malug are, is, did we have this the other day maybe? That, um, I think so. That um, this is the property, yeah, 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 we definitely had it the other day. This is, <coughs> excuse me. Property that she brings into the marriage. That's what she brings in, like an apple orchard. So she brings into the marriage, and when the marriage, you know, um, and then afterwards, if they get divorced or he dies, whatever it is, she um, takes back the 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 orchard, right? Whether it appreciated in value, depreciated in value, it doesn't matter. She gets it back. In the meantime, the husband is allowed to chaperain um, the fruits. So what what happens when she dies? She's a shomer of him, and she dies. So then, who gets these properties? Again, is it is it um, her estate? Is it the 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 Shimon get it because of the Zika? So 
Bishamay Omim say Bishamay Achloku Yoshebal Yoshab. So Bishamay says that the inheritors of Shimon and the inheritors of um, Sarah's father, they do. It's basically her estate and Shimon and Shimon's estate. It's fifty-fifty. Uh, it's a dispute, and each each gets half. Bishil Omim Nechosim Cheskoson. So Bishil says no. The properties just stay with whoever has them now. Ksuba b'chezkas Yoshe Abal. The ksuba, um, right? Her 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 uh, ksuba, which is the money that she received when Reuven died, stays with her estate. I'm sorry, ksuba b'chezkas Yoshe Abal. That the ksuba is stays with the um, inheritors of right with 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 Shimon's estate. So the ksuba remains with the um, with the inheritors of the uh, husband of Shimon. The properties that with the nixe mulug they stay with these properties stay in the um, in basically the uh, Sarah's inheritors Sarah's estate. Konso uh, now if Shimon and Sarah did yibum well then she is considered. Um, his wife in every uh, way. Um, but that the um, ksuba pays payments remains in the estate of her original husband of uh, Reuven. And the Gemara is going to explain what exactly this means. So now, the Gemara. You hear the kasha? The Gemara wants to know how come in the first part of the Mishnah, Bisham and Basil agree, right? It says Shomer Siavim, you have Sarah, he doesn't he hasn't done Yibum yet, she gets an inheritance. So Modin Bisham and Basil, Bisham and Basil both agree she could sell it, she can gift it, she could do whatever she wants. Yet when it comes to when she dies, all of a sudden Bisham says he split it in half. Basil says that whoever has it in their possession keeps it. Why is it a machlokas in the safer but not in the ratio? So says the Gemara. Let's read that question again. Mashnaresha the Lopligay. How come in the first part of the Mishnah, Bisham and Basil agree, Umashna Sefer the Plige? And how come in the second part, um, Bisham and Basil disagree? Omra Ula, so comes Ula, and listen to what he says. Reisha Dunafla, Kishi Arusa, Bisefa Dunafla, Kishinisua. Friends, do you hear that? That the first part of the Mishnah is talking about that her relationship with Ruvain was that they were engaged. They weren't actually married yet, they were engaged. Whereas the second part of the Mishnah is talking about where Ruvain and Sarah were actually married. So let's do that again. Omar Ula says, Ula, Reisha Dunafla Kshia Rusa, that the Reisha, the first part of the Mishnah, is talking about she gets this inheritance when she's a Shomeris Yavam, right? But she was never actually married to Ruvain, she was engaged to Ruvain. And then Ruvain dies. She hasn't yet done Yibum with Shimon, and she gets this inheritance. Um, and everyone agrees she can do whatever she wants with it. Whereas the second part of the mission is talking about where she got this, um, well, where, where she died, and meaning uh, Ruven and Sarah were um, married, and then Ruven dies, and now Sarah needs to do Yibum with Shimon, and then Sarah dies, and we're trying to figure out what to do with her estate. Because over Ula and Ula hold Zika Sarusa, Osisafik Arusa, that the Zika between in Arusa, right? So in the ratio, we're talking about where Ruvain and Sarah were engaged. Ruvain dies. Now the Zika between uh, Sarah and Shimon 
creates in this case a suffix a status of a suffix arusa of like a, 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 um, a, a doubtful I guess arusa right uh, it's, uh, she's like kilu doubtfully engaged I guess zikas nesua whereas when Ruven and Sarah are married and then Ruven dies so the zika between Sarah and Shimon is that of a suffix nisuin right a, a sort of uh, doubtful I guess marriage um, right, so zikas nisua also suffix nisua so zika sarusa also suffix so when we say that when Ruven and Sarah are engaged and then Ruven dies now the relationship between Sarah and Shimon is that of a suffix arusa the sagadaitech Vade Arusa, because if you would say that the Zika between Sarah and Shimon is that of a certain, um, a definite Arusa, retreated, retreated as though they're mamish engaged. But in that case, would Basilel agree with Beishamai that she could simply sell the inheritance or give it away and that would be okay? But we learn in the Mishnah, that if a woman gets engaged and then she gets an inheritance and so Bishami Om says Bishami Timkor. Bishami says she could do whatever she wants with it. She could sell it if she wants, no problem. Basil Omim Lo Simkor. And Basil says no, she cannot sell it. Um, but both Bishami and Basil agree, Sha'im that if she did sell it then 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 that would be fine. So our mission is suggesting Lichatrila. That she's allowed to write that, write that she could sell it, she could gift it, she could do, she could do whatever she wants with this inheritance. Now, if she was engaged, like mamish engaged, so then Basil would say that she's not allowed to sell it and do whatever she wants with it. So, from the fact that the Mishnah is saying that Beishamai, that Basil is on board with Beishamai, that she could sell it, gift it, do whatever she wants with it, it must be that we do not treat the relationship between Shimon and Sara as mamish in, right, engagement, rather as like a Sophic engagement. And that's why Basil says in this case, she can sell it and do whatever she wants with it. Ela Shmamina Zika Sarusa also Sophic Arusa. So we see that the Zika between Shimon and Sara, uh, who was engaged to Ruvain, so the relationship, relationship between Shimon and Sara is that of a Sophic Arusa. Zikas Nesua also Sophic Nesua. When we say that the Zika that when uh, Ruvain and Sari are mamish married, and then Ruvain dies, and then uh, there's a Zika between Sari and Shimon, so that Zika is a Sophic Nesua, Sophic Nesuin. Vada Nesua, because if you would say that they're mamish married, Beishame Omim Yachloku Abal Im right? Would, right, in the Seifa of the Mishnah, which Ula said is talking about where Ruvain and Sara were married, and then Ruvain died, and then Sara died, and now we're saying that, um, her inheritors and Shimon's inheritors divide up the estate equally. Now, if we're saying that it was mamish engagement, uh, I'm sorry, if it was mamish marriage, right, if we say that when Ruvain was married to Sara, and then Ruvain dies, and now we, ch- the Zika between Sarah and Shimon is, is that of mamish a marriage? Well, if that's the case, would Beishamai say that the inheritors of Shimon and in the, right, the estate of Shimon and the estate of, uh, Sarah essentially can't, would, would divide it up equally? But we learn in a Mishnah, that if she gets property 
once she's married, both Bisham agree, that if she sold it or gave it away, the husband would be allowed to extract it from the uh, purchasers, right? Meaning, if they were mamish married and then she got this property, it would belong to the husband. So she, he, Shimon wouldn't have to divide it with her estate, with her inheritors. Rather, it must be that the zika between um, Shimon and uh, Sare is that of a Suffolk Nisuin, and that is why they divide it equally. So now Rabbah comes with a uh, alternative, right? He argues on, 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 on Ula and gives an alternative um, understanding of the Mishnah with Rabbah. So now Rabbah says <laughs> to Ula, Ula Acharmisa, Ula Feris. So we had explained that the Machlogas between Beis Shammai and Beis Hillel is when she is dead. And he's talking about specifically in a situation where um, she was married, but the ratio is talking about where they were only engaged. But it says, Rabba, Misa, if we're right, when Besham and Basil are talking, uh, are, are, are arguing about the um, property itself, right, the property itself, and after she's dead, why can't you say, that it's talking about when she's alive, and the question is just who got, who has access to the fruits. That Bishamay Basil say that the access to the fruits. I'm sorry. That, right, right, the Bishamay says that they divide it up evenly, and Basil says that 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 they're hers, right? Meaning she's alive right now, and they have right. She's a Shomerisi of them. So Bishamay says that. Um, you know, that, right, that, uh, Shimon gets part of it, she gets part of it, whereas Basil says that they're in her possession, she can get all of it. So, Elama Rabbi rather says, Rabbi, Idivid did not look she No. So rather, it says, uh, Rabbi, that both the Reisha and the Seifa, right, the Reisha, when she's alive and she inherits, uh, this property, as well as the Seifa when she's dead, so it's talking about when she and Ruven were married. They were mamish married. And then Ruven dies. Vizikas Nesua, Osesofik Nesua. And the Zika now between Sara and Shimon uh, creates a Sofik Nesua, a Sofik marriage. Okay. Now, Reisha, the E, Kaima. So in the first part of the Mishnah, when we're talking about where she is alive and she gets this inheritance, so Havla Ihi Vadai Fi'inu Safik. Well, she is a Vadai, right? She uh, was married to Ruven. Ruven's dead. She hasn't done uh, even with Shimon yet. Now she gets this inheritance. Well, it's definitely hers. And in terms of uh, Shimon, we say it's only a Safik Nisuin. So he's a Safik, she's a Vadai. Vain Safik Motsumide Vadai. And his Safik claim of Safik Nisuin is not able to. Uh, right, is not more powerful than her claim, which which is um, that it's definitely uh, hers, right? That she has this inheritance, and therefore she can do whatever she wants with it. Whereas Seifa, whereas right, the Mesa in the second part of the Mishnah, when she's dead, Well, in the second part of the Mishnah, Ruven 
is uh, right. Ruvain's. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, in the second part of the Mishnah, um, where she's dead, her estate's coming to divide it up. Shimon's coming. Right. Her estate wants it. Shimon wants it. So they divide it in half. That is what Beishamai says. Eisve Abayna. Abay asks the kasha on Rabba. What does he ask? Will Beishamai in Suffolk most me divide? Does Beishamai really hold that? Um, Suffolk is not able to be motzei from Vadai, right? We say in the Reisha that both Bisham and Basil agree that when she inherits his property, so she definitely has it, whereas Shimon is only Suffolk Nisua, Suffolk Nisun. So he's a Suffolk, she's a Vadai, she could do whatever she wants with it. But does Bishama really agree with that? Right? So again, Esri Abai Asakasha against Rabbi says, Well, Bishama in Suffolk, Motsumi Devada, is it really true that according to Bishama, a Suffolk is not able to be motzi from a vada v'yotnan. But we learn in the Mishnah, Nafal Abayis Olov v'al Oviv. Olov v'al Morishov. V'yu Olov Ksubas Isho v'al Chov. Friends, you hear this case? Who could tell me what this is talking about? It's talking about a situation where Yav Ruven. And Ruven, he, he, he's got some creditors. He owes some people money. And you got his father, Yaakov. Now, <laughs> excuse me, Yaakov, he's got, he, he has, right, Reuven's broke, but Yaakov has, has, has some assets. Now, Reuven also has some brothers. Now, Reuven and Yaakov are in the house. The house falls down, and tragically, Yaakov and Reuven both die. So now, the question is, if, ya- if Yaakov died first, the father died first, well, the, you know, right before Ruvain died. Well, technically, when Yaakov died, Ruvain inherited his father, which means that all of a sudden he now has assets for the creditors to collect from. Um, and so uh, they can come in and, and collect. Whereas if Ruvain dies first, so then he died broke. And then when Yaakov died, Ruvain was already dead. And then Ruvain's brothers now can claim Yaakov's entire estate. So Right, but if uh, Yaakov had died first, well, then the creditors go to the brothers and they say, "Well, we're entitled to some of the estate, some of the estate, because it really belonged to Reuven before he died, and we want to collect it." So, um, we have this case of Nafalabayis all of Val Oviv. So, if a house falls down on Reuven and on his father Yaakov, all of Val Morishav or him and and other people who he would inherit the Hayu. All of Uvalchov, and he has to pay a ksuba to his wife, or he needs to pay other creditors. Yoshe Avomim. So of course, Ruven's brothers argue. Haben They say Ruven died first. And only afterwards did Yaakov die, which means that when Ruven died, he was completely broke. He never inherited his father. Then when Yaakov dies, Ruven's brothers get Yaakov's entire estate. Uvalchov Omer, whereas the creditor makes the exact opposite argument, which is Ha'ab Meisvishon, that Yaakov died first, which means Vachakach Meisabein, and then um, Ruven died, which means that right before Ruven died, he, he inherited his father Yaakov, which means that he had a portion in Yaakov's estate, and therefore the creditors are able to collect that portion from. And um, Reuven's brothers. 
And Bishamai says that they can't, right, that they divide it up equally. That um, the creditors and the brothers have to divide up this money equally. Whereas Basil says that the property remains where it is with the brothers. But in this case, the inheritors of the father, right, Ruven's brothers, are a vada, right? They, they, right, the, the, by default, all the property of their father goes to them. Valchov Safik, right, the Balchov, he, you know, he needs to first go to Bezdin, he has to prove that, uh, that they, that they, right, that, that, that they really owed the money. And therefore, you know, the, the, so the, the brothers definitely have a claim to the property. The, uh, um, creditors argue that they have a claim to the property. So we have a Suffolk and a Vadai. And yet, because he's Suffolk, and most of the Vadai. And yet, <coughs> excuse me. And yet, Beishama is saying that the, um, Suffolk claim of the Balchov is enough to extract 50%, right? To be treated equal with the brothers and they, they can extract 50% of, 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 of the claim. So, and for the Gemara, this case is a little bit different. That a document that stands to be collected is as though it's collected, right? These creditors have in their possession a document that says, right? Documentation that says, that Ruven owed them money, and therefore it's as good as collected. And therefore, this is not a situation of Suffolk, right? What was the Suffolk? The Suffolk was, well, it hasn't been collected yet, right? The Vadai is that these brothers inherit their father. The Suffolk was, well, this guy now has a claim that, you know, he's arguing that, right, that he's owed money. Well, let's see if he's really owed money. But the thing is, it's, it's more than that. He has documentation proving that that he's owed money, and therefore that's as good as collected, and therefore it's a vadai and a vadai, or really a suffolk and a suffolk in this case, right? Because we don't know who died first. So the brothers are saying that um, Reuven died first. The creditors are saying that Yaakov died first. And it's basically, you know, he said, he said, and therefore um, they divide, right, right, they, 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 they divide it up equally. When a tamra and how do I know that Beishamai holds this way? That Beishamai <laughs> really does hold <laughs> that that a that a document that stands to be collected, it's as though it is collected. Titanan has been learned in the Mishnah Mesu by Leyen Ad Shiloshasu. Oh, if you have an episode, right? A, a woman who is warned not to be, not to seclude herself with a particular fellow, and she does so, and now she has to drink this. Uh, uh, soda water. So if she needed to drink this soda water and then her husband dies under, uh, peculiar, what was it? Under unclear circumstances. Anyways, he dies. Beshameom, so say Beshamei, notlos ksuboson veenon shosos. That they can collect their ksuba and they don't drink the soda water. Vesil omim, and Vesila says, look, either they drink the soda water and then they can collect their ksuba, um, or they don't, right? Alternatively, they simply cannot collect their ksuba, right? If they drink the water, 
and they're innocent, and then they can collect the ksuba. If they don't drink the water, then they cannot collect the ksuba. In fact, the Gemara, oh, shows us, what do you mean? They could drink the water. Their husband is dead. The Torah says in the context of Sota that the husband brings his wife to drink the water, but he's dead. So how could he bring her to drink the water? No, rather, what Basil is saying is that because they're not going to drink, they will not drink this water since the husband is dead. So, therefore, they cannot collect their ksuba. Now, the question is, over here, when it comes to this case of the sota, the sofik who, sofik zanoi, sofik lo zanoi, right? Here it's a sofik, right? We don't know. Did this wife have a relationship with this fellow or not? We don't know. So it's a sofik. The kaasi sofik And the suffix of whether they had this relationship or not seems to be overpowering the um, vadai, which is that um, her husband's estate uh, is in possession of this money, right? And now they have this money. They definitely inherit, uh, um, uh, right, the, 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 this husband who died. And now she's coming and she may or may not be a sota, and yet, base Shama is saying that she can collect her ksuba from the inheritors who have it right now. So, rather, it must be that um, the fact that she has a document saying that she's entitled to money, it's as though it's already collected, and therefore, it's not a situation of Suffolk be Motsumi Devadai. Rather, um, you know, she definitely has a claim to it, and therefore, she can collect it. So, that's how we see that base Shama holds that Shtar Omid. So the Gemara asks, how come Abaye chose to ask the Kasha about Suffolk Mimotsimi Devada according to Beishamai? How come Abaye chose to ask the Kasha from the situation of Yaakov and Ruvain and the house falls down on them? Why not bring it from this situation of Sota, right? Meaning the Kasha from Sota is that apparently it seems like uh, to which we said no, that star omen the gabus could but why not? Why ask the why is Abaye bringing the question from the house that falls down? Why not prefer to bring the question from um, the sotas? And as Rashi points out, after all, Yivamis, of course, is in uh, Seder Noshim, and the right sota is in Seder Noshim. Why bring a question from Seder Nezikin? So, Amphrit the Gemara, Dilma Ksubas Isha, Shiny, Mishum Chino. Well, maybe the reason why, and maybe we could say that it's not really, it's, it's a less strong question from the Sota because it's the context of Ksuba. And by Ksuba, we want to, as Rashi, right, we have this concept of Chino that we want to, um, entice women to get married. We want the women to get married. So we kind of like, you know, uh, um, take it easy. We're lenient on, on Ksuba payments and we give, uh, sort of, um, I don't know, special treatment to ksuba payments to make sure that women are always, always get their payments, uh, so that they will, will be, so that, uh, it will smooth out the path to marriage. And therefore, maybe I'll think that the reason why, um, these women will get paid their ksuba, even though there's a suffix, maybe I would think it's specifically a ksuba related thing that we want to, you know, um, Sort of make the process as smooth as, as smooth as possible for women. So therefore, maybe that wouldn't be a good case to bring, and that's why preference would be to bring the case of the house falling down. 
So in our Mishnah, we had said, right, if we take a look at our Mishnah, what does it say? It says, um, Mesa, that if she dies, right, so if she was uh, married to Ruven, Ruven died, and then Sarah dies, so then, so what do you do with her Ksuba money? So we said that Beishamai says what? Yachloku, Yoshebal, Yoshev. So, um, her family and Shimon's family divided up. Now, in that case, it's a situation of Sophic, right? We said that, that the, that the Zika between Shimon and Sarah created like a Sophic marriage. So it's unclear, right? So her family is sort of making an unclear claim of maybe they were married and, right? Maybe they're entitled to the Ksuba or not. And he, uh, Shimon has a Vada claim, which is, that he's in possession of, uh, of the money right now. And their Suffolk claim seems to be, right, and Beishami says that they split it 50-50. So their Suffolk claim seems to be, you know, at least equally as strong as the Vada claim of Shimon. So low plea. So the Gemara says, no, Beishami Be, 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 actually agrees in that case, uh, when it comes to the Ksuba, that um, they would not divide it up 50-50. Velo, what Beishamai says, right? Beishamai does not say in that case that they divided up 50-50. Velkatani. It says in the Mishnah Mesa that if she dies, so then if she dies, what do you do with her ksuba and what do you do with the nichsim ilug? Beishamai says, you divide it in half. And Beishamai says that the Property remains uh, with whoever has them. So what do we see? So we see that Beishamai does seem to be saying that when it comes to the Ksuba, they divide 50-50, even though it's a situation of Suffolk and Vada. So Achikam the Gemara says, no, this is how you understand the Mishnah. Mesa, if she dies, So what do you do with the, what do you do with her Ksuba? And then the Mishnah just kind of moves on. Kind of asks the question and doesn't answer it. Instead it moves on. That now, when it comes to Nichse Melug, that is where Beishami says divided up her right, her family with Shimon's family. Whereas Beisil says that it remains with whoever has the property. So we see actually Beishami does not say that when it comes to her Ksuba they would divide it up because that would be a, a violation of the principle of. Suffolk be motzi mide vada. That suffolk really is not motzi mide vada. Amravashi says Ravashi must nisan namideka that you can also infer this from the Mishnah itself. The Katani it says Yachloki Yosha Baal and Yosha of that the inheritors of the husband, right Shimon, divide divide up with the inheritors of Sarah's family, Sarah's estate. Meaning that applies to the Nichse Melug, right? Because the Nichse Melug are in her family's possession. And therefore, and that's why it makes sense to say that Shimon's, that Shimon is basically dividing with her family who currently has it in their possession. It does not say that the inheritors of, of her family divides it with Shimon, which would be the case if we was talking about the Ksuba, which is in his possession. Shmamino. So we see that <coughs> the division is really only by the Nechsemilog. It is not by the um ksuba. Alright, well that was the Aflam Khas of Mesakti Yavama. So the first part uh, of the daf 
We continue talking about this child from Shimon, who we're not sure if it's Shimon's child or Reuven's child, and how exactly um, that turns out when they're dividing up different inheritance. So if you have uh, Shimon and this child, they want to divide up, let's say, you know, the grandfather's estate. So if it's Shimon's son, so then it all goes to Shimon because Reuven's dead and he doesn't have any children. But if this child is Reuven's son, so then Reuven gets 50%, Shimon gets 50%. And um, so we had sort of questions around that in terms of how, how to divide up the estates when we don't know the estate, when we don't know um, if this child is Reuven's child or Shimon's child. And then we got to a new Mishnah, which um, discussed what happens if um, Shimon and Sari have not yet done Yibum, and then she gets an inheritance, or if she dies, right, what, what, what happens to these properties? So we saw the opinion of Ula, who says that um, there is a difference between if Ruvain and Sari were engaged when Ruvain died, or if Ruvain and Sari were married when um, Ruvain died, that the first part of the Mishnah, which says that if um, Ruvain died and then Sara gets an inheritance, she can do whatever she wants with it. That's because they were only engaged at the time. And when um, Ruvain dies, so there's like a Suffolk engagement now between Shimon and Sara, but in the interim, she could do whatever she wants with that property. And um, if Sara dies, though, as it talks about in the next part of the Mishnah, that is talking about when Sara and Ruvain were actually married. And in that case, um, it creates a zika between Shimon and Sara, like a Suffolk uh, marriage. And in that case, Beishamai says that um, uh, Sara's family and Shimon uh, divide up uh, her, her, her property 50-50, whereas Basil says that the property remains with whoever has it right now. And Rabba disagrees, and he says that actually both the Reisha and the Sefer in the Mish- of the Mishnah are talking about when Reuven and Sarah were married. And however, and the first part of the Mishnah where she's alive, so then she definitely has access to this property, um, to the inheritance, whereas um, Shimon only is a Suffolk marriage, and therefore um, she can do whatever she wants with it because Shimon Suffolk is not able to override her Vada. And um, the Sefer, when she's dead, well then, her, you know, her her family makes a claim. Shimon makes a claim. Um, so Beishamai says that they divided 50-50, whereas Basil says that uh, whoever is currently in possession of it holds on to it. Um, Abaye challenged Rabba about um, if it's really true that Beishamai holds of Ein Suffolk Motsumide Vadai. Um, and we basically um, created another distinction, which is when you have a document that needs to be collected, so then it's already as though it is um, collected, as we saw in a particular case regarding creditors who are trying to collect a debt from Ruven, and we're not sure if Ruven actually um, had access to the property that they're collecting from. We say that they split it with um, Ruven's brothers because the document that they are in possession of is um, as though it's already collected and they can use it to make a claim against the brothers. Well, friends, that is Daf Lamches of Nusechta Yivamas. Hope you enjoyed. Peace out.